back to another week of education, the Teachers Talk to Terror podcast, where myself, Mike, and Courtney, are going to talk about another zombie movie. Last week, we talked about Night of the Living Dead, and this week, we're going to talk about its um, step sequel, I'm going to call it, uh, <laughs> The Return of the Living Dead. Um, before we get into the plot and all that stuff, kind of a little backstory on this. I think I was telling you about this off air a couple of weeks ago, but... Um, John Russo and George Romero worked together on the original Night of the Living Dead. And they had different ideas for the direction of the franchise, so they split apart. Well, the problem is they both kind of own the idea. And so they each wanted to go their own direction with their own zombie movies, but they didn't want to step on each other's toes, which is respectful. Um, so what they had the agreement with is... Romero wanted to make his movies like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Living Dead, Day of the Living Dead. Um, But Russo didn't want to do that. And so if I'm getting the story correct, what they decided on was Romero could make his zombie movies as sequels to Night of the Living Dead and, and, and keep with the time of day motif. Night, dawn, day. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he could not use living dead. Which is why those movies are called Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Russo, meanwhile, was like, I'm going to make my sequel franchise. And, I get, and he gets to keep the living dead part. And so, it, I don't think it really confused viewers i i don't really know i mean i remember all of these movie boxes and the video stores growing up um but i don't think it confused people because you had night dawn and day which makes sense as a trilogy but then you have night of the living dead and return of the living dead so it's like whatever path you went down you were fine like it yeah. and they do both kind of branch off dawn and day are kind of a continuation of night where this, this movie, Return of the Living Dead, actually references Night of the Living Dead. Like, they talk about the movie. Um, so it is kind of cool to see to see two different, like, sequel stories that aren't intertwined and related. So, Return of the Living Dead is my favorite zombie movie. Um, there is no doubt in anyone's mind that this movie is from the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not from the 80s, but I, I can tell it's from the 80s. <laughs> but just like this movie's got everything. That was that's the that's the 80s. Everything. You've got bad acting. You've got practical effects. You've got puppets. You've got movie punks. Um I love myself a movie punk. Um and so oh, Return of the Living Dead. Love this movie. Love the poster to this movie. Um you, you've got like punk rock zombies and a graveyard like everything about this movie is so so good I love this movie so much like I love it so much we're covering it and we're covering it in my other podcast not soon but like in the next couple of months because I was like I want to watch this movie all the time um, we are we are picking up in it's July 3rd 1984 and we are outside of the tongue-in-cheek named Unita <clears throat> Medical Supply Warehouse. Yes. Um, 
It's out in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. And we are introduced to Frank and Freddie. Frank is kind of your on-the-job foreman type. He's been there a while. He knows the ins and outs. Yep. Freddie is the new guy. And they're, we get this fun little scene where Frank is showing Freddie around. And, and I love it because it's like, it's this medical supply warehouse that like seemingly only has like two shelves of medical yeah. supplies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have like, the, the rapport with these guys is, is pretty good. Um, you may recognize the actor who played Freddie. Do you recognize him? No. Now, if you say that I might, like, if you tell me who, um, but no. Um, we have, co- I, yeah, we have. We've covered one Friday the 13th movie. Yes. And if I remember correctly, that's was the movie we covered had, was it, because again, they all blur together in my head. I know. The Friday the 13th movie that you've seen is the one we covered have, like, the sheriff's daughter um like kind of had the hots for like Tommy Jarvis and like she kept busting him out of jail yes like he, and and like yes. they got they got caught together like she didn't end up dying but her dad did he got folded mm-hmm. in half the guy the actor who plays Freddy in this movie played Tommy Jarvis in that Friday the 13th movie okay so, with this being, you're getting your dedication. You're gonna have to start paying attention to these things, Courtney. <laughs> this actor, this actor's prominent. Okay. No, he's not. But he's been in things <laughs> you've seen. Yeah. Uh, Tom Matthews is his name. Um. So yeah, it's he's showing him around the warehouse. He's like, you got split dogs for like anatomy, and you've got. You, you've got skeleton here with perfect teeth you know it's just this fun little back and forth as he's showing them around then they take him into like the corpse room and he shows them like the corpse that are just hanging like from their head and it's just kind of what like you could tell frank is really getting a kick out of showing yeah. this new guy around and he takes him down to the basement and he shows them a this this military drum of something um, and it's got, uh, there was a delivery error and this stuff's called like trioxin and it's just this, you know, it's just this milli- it's just this big, like burn barrel looking thing. And it's got a, it's got like a corpse in it. Yeah. And you can see it. There's like a glass panel in the top. There's a phone number to call on the side or whatever. Um, you know, and Frank's just showing off. We did have another scene a little bit earlier of, um, I don't maybe it hadn't happened yet, but like we keep jumping back and forth to this like military guy. Mm-hmm. Well, the military has been looking for this barrel for years. Yeah. Now we, they don't know where the barrel is and Frank doesn't know they're looking for the barrel, but we now know, like we see both sides of this, like the military has misplaced this barrel and these guys have it. Um, and our movie really kicks off when Frank is showing off. He, they're even in the office at one point and he's telling them about the trioxin. 
you know, and he's and he starts talking about the movie Night of the Living Dead. And he's like, you know, zombies are real, and we've got one in the basement. Like, <laughs> let's go down and look. So showing him this barrel, and oh, it's so secure. Pats the side of the barrel, busts open the barrel. <laughs> it's like the just the comic timing of it. Yeah. All of this toxic gas blows up into their face. Like they don't blow up, it just it just it steams itself yeah. into their faces. Um, unleashes this toxic gas. Then we get this really really cool like title scene where the like the dead body inside starts melting yeah just it's just like gooey yeah it just starts melting um they tell us the title of the movie this gas then gets kind of like blown just it's blown around the warehouse um and the cadaver that's in that meat locker reanimates yeah and so this is where the movie's at like boom yeah it reanimates along with the little dog that's cut in half yeah i know and then (laughs) and then they like beat that dog with a crutch and and it's barking (laughs) oh i love this movie so much um i may have to move this into my letterbox top five top four my top top five favorites um and so you know, they, they're dealing with this. So they call their boss, Bert. And they, you know, bring him down to the warehouse, tell him what's going on. Meanwhile, we meet this really ragtag group of people. Yeah, they're some of Freddie's friends. Yeah, it's Fre- um, Freddie's girlfriend. And yeah, they're, yeah, they're just kind of a bunch of punks. Yeah, it's like, but... But his girlfriend Tina looks like the girl next door. Like, yeah, super sweet looking. Worst actress in this movie by a <laughs> mile, two miles. She's awful. Um, so we meet Tina and like Freddie's other friend. Like his girlfriend is Tina, and his other friends are Spider, Su- Trash, Scuzz. Su- yeah, is it one suicide? Suicide, and then yeah, Ch- and then and then <laughs> Chuck and Casey. <laughs> And they are, oh, they are so movie punks. Like, yeah. you know, just punk rock all day long. Like, authority's bad. We've, you know, they've, they've all got chains connecting their belt loop to their wallet. Like, it's The one blown. had, like, the chain from his mouth yeah. to his ear. Suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, that's they uncomfortable. Just, and you could tell it's like, they got daddy issues. Yeah. They got mommy issues. Like, yeah. these are just rough people. So, um... This is like this is Freddie's first day on the job, and Tina and, and crew they're gonna go wait for Freddie to get off work. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they get there too early, so they decide they're gonna hang out at the cemetery because they don't want to drive around a lot, but no, they don't want to wait gas, there. Right? Yeah. Suicide. Suicide is he's fiscally responsible. Yeah, he is. Um, inside the warehouse, Bert and crew, Bert, Freddie, and Frank. They decide, um, let's, uh, you know, they draw up a plan. You open the door. You have this ball bat ready. And I'll tell you the combination to the door. And then when he comes out, you level him with the ball yeah. bat. And we'll take care of this. Naturally, that doesn't work. Like, no. You know, he, the body comes rushing out of there, goes straight at Bert. <laughs> like, bypasses everybody. Freddie doesn't even swing the bat. No. Um, so they're trying to fight this thing off. They end up getting it pinned down to the ground. Um, and they take a pickaxe 
why they have a pickaxe at a medical supply company, I don't know. But they take this pickaxe and bury it into this corpse's brain. Yeah, because that is what... Um, oh, my goodness. That is what... Um, that's the wow, rules. Frank, that's what Frank yeah. had seen on the movies. Yeah, that's the and, rules. And, yeah, like, that's... You do it, but it's not dying. Like, its no. body is still, like, right. seizing. Right. Which is kind of fun because, again, they've referenced the... Really, uh, movies don't reference other movies very often. So when this movie references Night of the Living Dead and, and the rules of zombies... Keep in mind, this is 16 years later. There have yeah. been a lot of zombie movies in the meantime. Uh, including two Romero... Like, both of his sequels came out before this one. There's a lot of rules. And this movie's like, this is how you kill a zombie. Well, it doesn't work. Like you said. So then they get a hacksaw and literally, like, saw the head off of this zombie while it's pinned to the ground. Its body then jumps up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, and, the, and they show, like, a close-up of the face. Its mouth is still moving. Like, you can't kill this thing. No. So they figure out that this zombies, like the body, can survive independently. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bert has a, an idea. He calls his friend Ernie. That's right. We have a we have a Bert we have a Bert and Ernie in this movie. Uh, he next door is a mortuary because again we're, we're by a cemetery. That makes sense. Um, so Bert calls his friend Ernie and says, "Hey, we've got some rabid weasels." They, they completely dismember the body. Like, yeah. chop it into all kinds of parts. Put it in garbage bags. We've got these rabid weasels that we need. We just got to burn them. Just got to incinerate them. So I think it's going to work. Well, the plan sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Until we realize that it's a toxic gas that did all this to begin with. So this body is full of this toxic gas. And then you're going to burn this gas and pump it out through the chimney. Yeah. Which they do. Well, pumping all this toxic gas up into the atmosphere causes a rainfall, toxic mm -hmm. rainfall. It's now raining over the cemetery. Yeah. The same cemetery that Freddie's girlfriend and all his friends are in. Um, meanwhile, before that all starts happening, we flash back over. Um, the Here's another dedication lesson. Did you recognize? The answer is no. Did you did you recognize the actress who played Trash? She was the punker that got up on the like got up on that like like a, got like naked. A, yeah, they got you know they got nude and was dancing around. Do you recognize her? No. Okay, that is actress Linnea Quigley. You will see her name a lot because she's in a lot of horror films. Um, do you remember that? Um, that Santa killer Silent Night, Deadly Night? Yes. She was the topless one that got gutted by the antlers. Okay. Got when you. When Santa picked her up and popped her right up there. That was Linnea Quigley. Hmm. All five foot two of her. Yeah. So um, she's in a lot of horror films. Um, wow. Yeah, a lot of them. So, uh, the, and I won't say a lot of them are good. Yeah. Most of them are not good, but they're fun. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Linnea Quigley, that's kind of her MO. She really enjoys minimal minimal costumes in her movies. Um, and this one was extremely minimal. I think yeah. just a pair of high-rise socks. Yeah, for most exactly. Of the 
So she starts doing her little dance or whatever. Um, Tina doesn't want to be a part of that. All this before the rain. Again, everybody's over at Ernie's. Tina goes into the warehouse and goes into the basement. And that corpse that melted over the title sequence is reanimated. And he's a very disgusting looking zombie. Yeah. These zombies can talk, by the way. Yeah. They don't say much, but they no. talk. They say brains a lot. So, yeah, Tarman, as he's affectionately called in the horror community, um, she goes down into the basement, has a heck of a time getting away from him. She's breaking through stairs, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, some of the groups show, well, it starts to rain. So, they all, to escape this toxic rain, head over to the medical supply company. Okay. And they hear her screaming downstairs, so they run downstairs to save her, and suicide gets his skull eaten. Yeah. By the tar man. Um, it's like, just, this movie's nonstop. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is where one of the guys, Casey, um, looked out the window and this is where he saw Freddy and crew there going into the mortuary. So now it's raining down all this toxic gas. Um, and so they decide the crew is like, let's go over to the mortuary. We saw Freddy over there. So they start heading out at this point with what decisions would you have made about any of this? I don't know. I, I would have never gone to the cemetery to begin with. I don't know, at 10 p.m. at night. It wasn't um, that late. I mean, it, he got a fork at yeah, 7. It, I thought he got a fork at 10. Maybe it was 10, but they were there early. They got there right, at like 7. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, when the sun's setting, I would not have gone to the cemetery. Um, as we discussed a few weeks ago, I am a chicken with that stuff. Right. Um, honestly, I don't know. I probably would have stayed in the medical supply place, but not even even knowing that there's a zombie downstairs that just that just ate your friend's head. Just right. not in the basement. Cause this one, this is where zombies like again, like these zombies were a totally different breed than last week's zombies. Like these ones moved quicker, I felt like. Mm -hmm. And these zombies were smart. Yeah. So Very I, smart. maybe I would have left. Well, they did. They decided, let's go over to the mortuary, because that's where Freddy is. Mm -hmm. And clearly, there's a mess going on at the medical supply company. Yeah. Um, so, as they start walking through the cemetery to head towards the mortuary, this is where they start seeing zombies coming up out of the graves. Yeah. Because <laughs> in, a, in a really cool sequence... The smoke goes up from the from the corpse that they killed, or they dismembered, and then the rain falls down, and we see it like working its way through the dirt into the caskets, and then out they come, like yeah, a cemetery full of zombies. Yeah, <laughs> um, trash gets stuck, like they're trying, like Chuck and Casey go back to the warehouse. Suicide's dead. Spider, Tina, and Scuzz make it to the mortuary, and Trash kind of gets stuck in the middle. 
Now, she had mentioned earlier, if I ever die, you know, I would want to, this is how I'd want to go out. I yeah. would want a, a bunch of old men to tear me apart. Well, that's exactly what happens. Well, you're getting torn apart, trash. Yeah, a bunch of these old, <laughs> old man zombies just like come on, like just surround her and, and she's gone. Like, there's no doubt she's not escaping this one. No. She does come back as like super cool, like mama zombie though. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, trash is dead, suicide's dead, and the crew split up. Chuck and Casey are in the warehouse. Spider, Tina, Scuzz, Freddie, Frank, and Bert and Ernie are all in the mortuary. The name choice of this movie I know, is just I know, like, I love it. Like, are we even saying real cast names? Because it's like, Scuzz, Trash, Suicide, Frank, Bert, and Ernie. Like, um, what? <laughs> I know, that's what this movie is amazing. Um, they're, like, they're like, we're going to make a movie and the names don't matter, so let's just call them something stupid. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, at the mortuary paramedics have shown up and they are assessing Frank and Freddy mm -hmm. um, and they are like they've come to the conclusion their temperature body temperatures room temperature they have no heartbeat no blood pressure right. no nothing and it's like they're dead but they're living yeah and that's it's tripping up everybody yeah because again Nobody knows about. I mean, nobody's put two and two together about this talk. This this toxic gas, right? And so um, they head out because they're calling. Um, no, this is where they had learned that all of the bodies are coming back, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Bert and Ernie, they're kind of looking out the window and they realize. Yeah, so they start right. boarding well, everything yeah, up. Yeah, the the um, paramedics are getting ready to leave. Like, they, were, they, were, they went out to get gurneys because they were going to mm -hmm. take Frank and Freddie. They went out to get a gurney, um, and one paramedic gets in the back seat. Not the back seat. He gets in the back of the bus, and the other one gets in the front seat, and then a zombie comes charging through the passenger door, and this guy's a goner. Yeah. And then the guy in the back is a goner. Like, yeah. it's... And Bert and Ernie are watching all this happen. And yes. they're like, uh-oh. Like, um, so they decide, let's... They pull they pull a trick out of the Night of Living Dead book of, we gotta barricade this place. Mm-hmm. We, we have to. Yeah, and they're like, how many windows do you have in this place? Like... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, a funeral home. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, they got stained glass and... You got the the wheeled chapel, the, or yeah. the, wee, the wee little chapel, or something like that. Um, but one of the zombies that was eating a paramedic gets on the radio and calls for more paramedics. Yeah, which is kind of cool because it's like normally, like we've talked before, they're kind of today they're kind of like mindless, dumb mm -hmm. entities. These zombies are like we brains, and then send more paramedics. Yeah, and so so another ambulance shows up. And these paramedics get out of the get out of the bus, and they walk around. They see the other door, um, and then they're just devoured. Like it's like they've been waiting in the wings. All these zombies, and then mm -hmm. they all just attack at one. And again, Bert and Ernie are like, "This is just like anybody that comes in here is going to die." Yeah, all of them. There's you know, there's no way. 
Um, so we have this kind of long middling scene. They actually set it to music a little bit where everybody inside the mortuary is trying to keep it protected. Um, the zombies keep eating everybody that shows up. Uh, police show up. They eat the police. Then they call for more police. Then they eat those police. Like, everybody showing up just keeps getting just yeah. destroyed. Um, Scuzz gets killed because they break through one of the barricades. Yeah. Like, reaching in through the windows. Scuzz, who's just kind of there. Like, he really wasn't saying a whole much anyway. Right. Um, so Scuzz gets... He gets pulled out and his... His, his brain was bitten spitting like just draining blood everywhere um he never came back to life which i was kind of surprised but maybe it's yeah. because they already got his brain um but they they pull in this like this upper torso of this zombie puppet yeah which was kind of they drag it in because when they're pulling scuzz's body back in she's attached to his head because she's the one that bit him so then they just like chop her in half with an axe <laughs> and like Ernie now who is he's a mortician so he's a little morbid anyway um, he wants to investigate he wants to yeah. experiment so they tie this zombie core the zombie torso and they're they're talking to her yeah and she's I mean it's conversation like yeah like are you in pain do you feel anything like no yeah, well, they, she they was feel like, themselves rotting. Yeah, it's and like, it like hurts. dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like it when they eat the brains, like it takes the pain away. Right. It's it's their medicine. She had so, said. Yeah. So they're you know, which is kind of an insight because it's like so these zombies are not eating brains for food. Right. They're eating it for as a pain reliever. Yes. And you're like, oh, poor zombie. Like you're already dead, so of course you hurt. Yeah, and it's like. They're just misunderstood. Right. Now, to be reanimated to the point that it's like, now you feel your pain. Yeah. Frank and Freddie are even more dead than before. Um, like, and which I thought was a really cool touch of makeup. Like, they lift Freddie up, and he's, ar he's already got rigor mortis setting in. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everything hurts and is stiff. Well, they look at his back, and it's you could tell his blood is pooled. Yeah. He's got that really huge bruise, and... It's like just the science behind that was kind of cool. Like, because that stuff's real. Yeah. And and they took that into account. So, Bert and Ernie decide we need to lock Frank and Freddie up. And Tina's not going to let them without no, cause, her. Because Tina's an idiot. Yeah, she's in love with Freddie. Oh, not my Freddie. Yeah. So, fine. We're going to lock all three of you in the chapel. All right. Um, and that's where you're going to go. Freddy yeah. dies. Yeah. He just, I mean, you see him perish and then momentarily he comes back and he, he tells, and was, it's kind of creepy. He just tells her like, I, he's almost euphoric. Yeah. And he's like, I, I can smell your brains. And, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no. like <laughs> Yeah, then they both jump up. Yeah, they both jump up. And now it's Tina trying to to stay away from Freddy, who is, like, foaming at the mouth. Like, he's full-blown zombie now. But he's, like, yeah. brand new dead. So he's not, like, missing. He's not rotted. He's not missing any limbs. Like, he's still 
very high functioning Freddy. Yeah. Um, she starts screaming. Bert, Ernie, and Spider are the only three left. Uh, they open the chapel because they were they were messing with what are we gonna do? Like, we know burning kills them, but we don't have enough flame to do this. Yeah. Well, Ernie's like, I've got this acid that'll burn anything. Apparently, everything, anything but the glass container it's stored in. Exactly. Um, so he just happens to have this jar of acid in his hand when they rescue Tina, and he throws the acid in Freddy's face. Did you did you notice Frank run out behind him Mm-mm. when you watch this? Okay, I didn't see it the first few times I watched this movie too. I, I've noticed since, but um, my wife just noticed when we watched it. When all this chaos is going on with Spider, Bert, and Ernie saving Tina, Frank, who earlier in the movie vowed, if I ever turn, I just want to be burnt. Yeah. Like, when they were burning that first corpse, he's like, that's the way to go. Like, um, he, is, he, like, runs out the back. Like, you pay attention. You see him. Like, he physically, you see his character run behind the crew like he went around the pews and ran out behind him and he goes straight to the crematorium because he wants to he's he's like i don't want to be a zombie he's still alive enough i think yeah but he knows what's gonna happen um yeah so he crawls into the cremator and just burns himself alive and it's a really sad scene because he never got to go home to say bye to his wife. He takes off his wedding ring and kisses it before he pushes himself into the flames. It is. Um, and then even the song they have going is, it's called like burn, burn the flames, um, by Rocky Erickson, which is like (laughs) this like big time punk rocker guy. Um, I will fully admit, I probably have half of this soundtrack in my Apple music. Play. I love this. I, I just love this soundtrack. I love this movie. Um, yeah. So Frank is gone. Freddie is locked in the mortuary. In the yeah, the mortuary. He's locked in like the parish hall. Um. And I, there's so much going on in this movie. I feel like we're all over the place because, like, yeah. un- unlike last week where Dawn of the Dead was seven people are in a house. Mm-hmm. This is like we really just have a bunch of people yeah. locked up in one spot, but there's so many things Spots. going on. So <laughs> yeah. Bert and Spider have an idea. They're like, you know, we've got Bert, Spider, Tina, and Ernie left. Ernie, um, like Ernie broke his foot. Like in in the shuffle, he tripped over something. He broke his foot. So Bert and Spider are like, if we can get to that police car, it's still mm-hmm. running. That that car's still running. If we could get to that police car. We will drive it back up to the door. We'll all four get in here and we'll get out. Which makes sense. Yeah. They've completely underestimated how many zombies there are, though. Yeah. They get to the car with no problem. They even get to the door with no problem. But there is no way... (laughs) They're getting in. There's no way anybody's getting in. Um, And so Bert and Ernie take off. Or no, Bert and Spider Spider take off. Ernie and Tina are Tina's like they're they're leaving us and Ernie's like they had to yeah I had to 
So Ernie had mentioned earlier that there is an attic to the mortuary that we could get a ladder, crawl up there, we'll be fine. So that's what he and Tina do. They go hide in the attic and barricade it with a, a spare board they had yeah. in the attic. Good idea. Until someone attempts to break in. Yeah, and Freddy, Freddy makes his way. Freddy makes his way out of the mortuary. He's blinded by this acid. But yeah. Still fine. But I, you, I chalk it up to because you could almost be like, how would he find him? He could smell brain. I was gonna say he. He smells the brains. Because right. doesn't he mention there, like, I can smell your brains. Like, I yeah. know you're in there. Right. Like, he knows. Yeah. Bert and Spider drive away. They try to get away. But they ended up running. They end up going to the medical supply warehouse. Chuck and Casey are still in there. They've kind of barricaded themselves to safety. Bert and Spider work their way into the warehouse. Um... Tarman was still downstairs. They find yeah. him. They knock his head off, so they're safe from Tarman. The zombies have taken out the phone line because Casey and Chuck have already tried it. But Bert's like, I've got a phone downstairs. Calls the police, can't get through. Then sees the phone number on... Um, or no, he does get through to the police. He does get through to the police, but as he's talking to, like, the sergeant that's at a barricade... Right. This is when all the zombies work their way... Like, there's so many of them now (laughs) that they overrun the barricade and Bert realizes we're toast. Yeah. There's no getting out of this. So this is is where he he decides, like, I'll call the number on this, like, toxic gas acid stuff. Yeah. And um, he reaches the military. Yeah. He calls Colonel Glover, who we've seen... We've seen a couple different times in the movie. Yeah. Because he's looking for this barrel. Yeah. And, I mean, it, like, he's just, like, taking all these notes down, like, like, oh, man, I've wondered where this, you know, and um, they've got a plan, though. I, I, I'll get, I'll let you get to the plan. I've developed a soft spot for this scene where Colonel Glover's on the phone taking notes. Because 99 times out of 100 in a movie, you're going to see the conversation, like the camera shift back and forth. You're going to see Colonel Glover ask a question and then cut to Bert answering it and then cut to Glover asking and then cut, you know. But this movie, it's like they lock a camera on Colonel Glover for like two minutes yeah. of him of him just going, okay, where are you located? Uh-huh. And then what happened? Ooh. Why didn't you call? Like, right. what happened and then? then? Why, why didn't you? Yeah, and it's like, yeah. and his wife's sitting there the whole time just watching it. It's just, uh, I, I find, I don't know why, I just find it so, like, unintentionally funny to be like, you couldn't have, you know, like, you could have spliced their conversations because we know Bert's on the other line. Yeah. But they're just like, nope, lock in on Glover. Just stay on Glover. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny. And anyway, so, what's, their, um, what's Glover's plan? They've got a nuclear um, bomb type thing, yeah. and they are going to kill. It's just I mean, bomb, just blow everything up. Just bomb the city. Yeah. Well, bomb, bomb with as few casualties as possible. Right. Um, is Louisville? That's where it was. Not is Louisville, Kentucky. It was not Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was not a living death. Um, and so he, I mean, he had told them like, Hey, everything, um, worked out. Cause you see after that, um, just a few people were killed. Only a small area was destroyed. Yep. 
Um, and as he's like talking, thinking like the only outcome of this could be positive. Yeah, we did a great job. Um, it starts to rain. Yeah. And it shows it again, soaking down through the ground. Yeah, they just reused the footage. From yeah. Earlier. And you hear screaming in the graves. And yeah. it's not over. Nope, not at all. Not at all. And that is Return of the Living Dead. Oh, I love this movie. Um, I love it even more because as I'm scrolling through the cast list here, I already, of course, we have a Burton and Ernie. <laughs> The two paramedics that came to check on uh, Frank and Freddy are named Tom and Jerry. Tom, Tom, and the paramedic, and Jerry, the paramedic. Um, I do. I love it. Why not? Like, why not? Yeah. So, um, well, this movie has no lessons. No, no. It was just, yeah. As it, it was just fun. Yeah, there really is no lessons. Like last week we talked about the lessons of like, well, you know, what would you do in your classroom? This, this zombie like uprising was so much faster and and organized by the zombies really um, that it's like, there's no surviving this. Yeah. Like if this is how, if Night of the Living Dead happened at this pace, no. There would have been no posses. There would have been no militiamen. You no. weren't gonna. You weren't going to outnumber the zombies. Like no, this this escalated quickly. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. So let's grade it. Um, let's okay, grade it. so last week was an A minus. Um, uh-huh. This week, I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with an A, Good because. For you. It was like I don't know. I just really liked it. Like watching someone's head get sawn off, you know. Yeah. Taking a, a saw to the head and like there was I just I don't know. It was it was an easy watch. It's and just, it's just a fun movie. Yes, it is, and it's like it's a fun type of horror that like mm-hmm. you don't. It's not scary. Like you're no. not you're not gonna no. get scared, but it's like. Man, it'd be scary to be in their positions. Like yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be facing oh, Tarman. Oh yeah, I, I, I agree. Like you, you feel for them. It's yeah. like every, every corner they turn, they're being yes. ambushed. But at the same time, it's so like unrealistic because you have characters like Bert and Ernie and Tom and Jerry. Like even like even though they don't play up that in, yeah. in the movie, like you know you're safe. Like yes. watching it, you you don't feel like uh, and it's, right. Oh, it's, I guess the lesson you could take from this is don't always trust the military. <laughs> that or like if something gets delivered to your house and you know it's not yeah. for you, please don't keep call. It. Yeah, don't keep it. Especially if there's a number on the canister. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I, this movie gets an A plus from me. I, I, I've loved this movie since I was a kid. Way too young to watch a movie like this, but I did anyway. <laughs> um, I just I just love this movie. Just love this movie. Um it's it's bad when it's supposed to be bad yeah and that's what and that's what makes it good like like i told you my wife even was like she knows this movie's bad right and i'm like i i'm sorry but you're wrong this movie is not bad this movie is exactly what it wants to be <laughs> like i do i feel like this like dan o'bannon the guy that directed this movie and wrote this movie i feel like this is the exact movie he wanted to make yeah 
Like, he wasn't trying to be scary and accidentally was funny. No. I think he was trying to do what he did. Dan O'Bannon is kind of a hero. Um, he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. Uh, but he wrote the original screenplay. He wrote the screenplay for the movie Alien, which, again, kicked off, like, the sci-fi horror back in, like, 79. Okay. Um, the stuff he's worked on, he, he went to... University of South Carolina with John Carpenter, who we covered in Halloween. Yes. Um, and they worked together on John Carpenter's first feature-length movie called Dark Star. Um, he also worked on... Uh, he, he, he was an animator. Um, he worked on a pretty popular animated movie in the 80s. Um He's always just kind of making those movies that are just a little out there. Like, yeah. You know, he uh, made a movie um, with a pretty prestigious director called Blue Thunder about a helicopter surveillance team. Hmm. He was, he made a, he wrote a movie called Life Force about space vampires. Um, it, it's, which is a lot of fun. He was a consultant for another really goofy 80s movie called Chud cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers is what it stands for uh return of the living dead um and then he really hit a strike kind of in the 90s with arnold schwarzenegger's total recall um he did like an hp lovecraft movie like he's just kind of like always around the fringe he did like animated work for star wars hmm. um he wrote a movie called dead and buried which is a really cool 80s horror film, early 80s horror film. Um, it's just, he didn't direct much. He directed three movies, and they're all okay, this being my favorite. Um, but it's just, it's just, he's just kind of like there. He's always one of those yeah. guys that's, he's like always involved with things, and it's like everything he touches is just better, but he never... He's never like the main guy, so he yeah. never really gets like all the respect. So he just adds that little pizzazz. Yeah. So he he passed away on my birthday in two thousand nine. So wow. Here's to you, Dan O'Bannon. So I do. Oh, I love this movie. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, I think he he may have had a cameo in the movie, and he was eaten by one of the zombies because he he had a. He had a, a quote after this movie. He said, I spent 37 years of my life not being eaten alive, but now I'm fulfilled. Like, now I've done it. <laughs> um, I do. I really enjoy this movie a lot. It was decently successful. $4 million budget, made 14. It has four sequels. Wow. Which is fun because the, the first sequel to this, Return of the Living Dead Part 2, um, which is kind of corny, but. The actors that play Frank and Freddy yeah. are both are both in the sequel, but they're not Frank and Freddy. Okay. Which is kind of weird because it's like <laughs> I saw you in the other movie, but yeah. Um, and so yeah, so we finished this the other day. Uh, are you are you still on board with with yeah. my wife's pick? Yep. Okay. I don't we, know what it is, but I'll say I know. yes. We, we uh, <laughs> you'll you'll like it. You will. We finished watching Return of the Living Dead. No, Night of the Living Dead. We finished watching Night of the Living Dead the other night. 
And after you finish a movie on Plex, it pops up some recommendations similar to. And all the movies that are popped up that are similar to were also directed by George Romero. I happen to have quite a few George Romero movies. They're all recommended because of George Romero. Well, he made a movie um, back in 73 called The Crazies. Okay? Okay. And that movie was remade um, in... Was that 2010? 2010. And the remake is, is I would say, probably one of my wife's... I won't call it her favorite, but she we really like this movie. Um, and so that popped up. She goes, she was thinking to you, she goes, ooh, I bet Courtney would like the crazies. And I'm like, we'll watch it next. That's fine. Yeah. Well, then we then we watched Return of the Living Dead, and then we forgot what we wanted to watch. So yesterday, she's like, what was that movie that we, you guys were going to watch next? And I'm like, I don't know. We were racking our brain for quite a while. Uh, we're talking like three or four hours. We couldn't remember. <laughs> I hate that. And so that's when I reached out to you. I'm like, did you have a pick for next week? And I and I, I told her, I said, yeah, I just asked Courtney if she had a pick for next week. She goes, but I think you're going to watch that one. I go, we haven't thought of it. And that's when I text you back and I said, if you don't have one, my wife's got an idea. So then I told her that. She goes, well, now I have to come up with it. I'm like, you just complained. <laughs> like, you just complained because I gave it to her. Uh, so we ended up last night just scrolling through the horror section of Plex <laughs> alphabetically. And then we got to she goes, the crazies. That's what it was. I'm like, is, yep, you're right. Is that why you said, um, I'll spare you the title? Yes, because <laughs> we were still trying to come up with it. <laughs> I'm like, we will find this movie. If not, it's like, if not, we'll just pick one. Yeah. Um, the crazies is what we will watch next week. Starring uh, Timothy Oliphant, who is a gentleman that if I woke up, you've seen Timothy Oliphant before. Okay. He was Mickey in Scream 2. Okay. Are you with me? Yes. Okay, the co-killer in Scream 2. Mm -hmm. uh, Timothy Oliphant is one of those gentlemen that if I woke up in the morning and something happened and I just looked like him all of a sudden, I would not be upset. No. He's a handsome dude. Um, and so, yeah, Timothy Oliphant plays a sheriff in this movie, and that's all we're going to go. It's a really good movie. Like, it's it's a lot of fun. Um also, like I said, George Romero movie. We're not we're not running with George Romero on purpose. It just happens to be where we're at. And so, if you're okay with that, we will watch the Crazies for our next episode. Alrighty, I'm good All with right. it. Sounds good. So, uh, for education, you can catch us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like, comment, subscribe—all those things you're supposed to do, uh, but you don't. So start doing. We did have a comment on our Barbarian episode. Woohoo! Yeah, one of the one of the guys that I'm in uh, in a group with in a game I play commented on it. He had asked for a recommendation, and I said Barbarian. I said we're covering it in a podcast, so I dropped a link in our chat, and then he commented on the video. There you go. So he's like, we really enjoyed this. So, but yeah, we will be back next week with uh, the Crazies, and until then, you guys have a great time. Bye. So yep. For oh, sorry. It's okay. I got thrown out. We ended that weird. So for education, I'm Mike. And I'm Courtney. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.